Premier League is just one day away and with it comes the greatest football fantasy game ever the fantasy premier league and with the game comes a range of emotions like agony happiness disbelief and euphoria and with that thought i welcome you to the podcast where we the fans talk about football from the stands and this is a special episode because you know uh, this is the first ever episode in the series of a podcast where we're going to talk about the fantasy premier league and uh, for that we have veterans of fantasy premier league here so let me introduce you to sagar hello sagar hello hi uh we have yashaswa hello uh, yashaswa this side and uh, thanks for having me crazy i'm a liverpool fan too so we have uh, shashwat who's coming back again after the manchester united episode shashwat welcome back Yeah hi although i would like to clear that i'm uh, i'm farthest away from being a veteran fpl <laughs> all right that that you know that adds uh, another dimension to this episode you know yeah so uh, we have two manchester united fans and two liverpool fans in the house tonight this is going to be fun <laughs> it's it's pretty much going to be uh, a tag so yes yes i'm totally up for it so uh All right. So, Yashaswa and Sagar, please do tell me, and also Shashwat, how long have you guys been playing? So, let's start with um, uh, Yashaswa. You tell us how long have you been playing this game for? So, I've been playing the league, FPL league, since 2012, and uh, I initially mm-hmm. started when I I was in Mumbai, and uh, we had this thing in office. So, we we were we were three friends: one Manchester United, one City fan, and uh, I was a Liverpool one. where like we used to play mm-hmm. for fun and uh, this would be my ninth year in fpl i used to play like for fun and uh, but then recently it got so much into me like i've become an addict now <laughs> i don't blame you for that <laughs> at all uh that's crazy story sagar please tell us about yourself how how long have you been playing the game uh so i have a very different story from yashaswa uh so kind of i was a very avid manchester united supporter uh from mm-hmm. 2008 and we initially used to win a lot lot of trophies and once ferguson retired uh, we started losing a lot of matches so that's what brought me to fpl uh, to stay connected mm-hmm. with football so i have been playing F- fpl from 2015 so this is my seventh year uh playing fpl so and i won't say i am a veteran uh, i'm still learning after 7 years so yeah that's a bit about me all right uh, and shashwat please tell us about yourself how long has you have you been involved in the game um, i think it's been 7 to 8 years now uh, since my first fpl league but i wasn't really very active every year i used to give up somewhere uh, in the mid year or in the mid season but uh, last couple of years i've been playing consistently I've been doing better yeah all right so this is a question for everyone what is the highest rank you guys have reached so we'll start with who who likes to start this question um yashaswa this side so my yeah. highest rank was 20k that was in 2018 and 19 and uh, i'm pretty much sure like i mean the amount of efforts that i'm going to put in this year i'll be able to reach somewhere near that right uh, that sounds that sounds great so i'll go next so my highest rank has been a 3k 
and I have achieved 3k wow. a couple of times, <laughs> 2017 and 18, back to back. And so I plan means my aim every year uh, from the start is to finish top 10k. So mm-hmm. I wish I again achieve that mark. A 3k is really really commendable. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> this is something I I can't even dream of in FPL. All right, okay. I need to take a breath. <laughs> Sashwat, please. Uh, I I guess I have been the best I did was last season. I think uh, somewhere around 80 to 90k, somewhere in between that. I think that was the best oh. I did. Okay, I have been playing FPL from like 2014 season, and the best ever I have managed is 50k, I guess 50k, and that was once. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, how excited are you guys for this season? Because this FPL, the prices have been touching the sky. Bruno Fernandez, the essentials, you know, we call the FPL essentials, Salah, Fernandez, and now Trent as well. Uh, Uh, these guys have been just so important to every team uh so do you think okay i'm going to take four names okay kane sala bruno and trent so do you guys think that these guys are absolute essentials in every team sagar we'll start with you uh so uh, to begin with sala and bruno fernandes uh, uh, fernandes are pretty uh, pretty near to be essentials uh, because uh, they are the most costliest players and they both can deliver uh, hauls like anything like uh, a double digit haul every every other game so they are very close mm-hmm. to essentials kane right now i think so it's not essential because uh, we are not pretty sure if he will get a transfer request to manchester city or he, mm-hmm. he will stay at spurs so i'm not pretty sure Uh, so I would say Salah and Bruno should be there in every team uh, to start with, and then we can downgrade mm-hmm. to other mids. So that's my initial thoughts on them. And what about Trent? Trent, I do like Trent. Uh, Trent a lot. Uh, so my strategy over the years have been to start with uh, cheaper defense compared to mm-hmm. premium defense. So I plan to go without Trent initially, but it might all change in the next 24 hours. If I get uh, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. If I get that FOMO fear, fear of missing out, so I might start with Trent. So nothing is locked currently. So yeah, so that's my opinion. Start begin midfield and then go from there. Mm, nice, nice. Uh, Sashwat, what about you? What do you think? Uh, starting with Kane, uh, but Harry Kane, I would say that if he moves to Manchester City, then uh, the story would be completely different. Uh, if he stays with Spurs. Like I uh, used him last season because what happens at Spurs is that uh, the maximum goals come from Son and Kane, so he then becomes yeah, yeah. an essential if he does stay in Spurs. Uh, Salah, mm-hmm. I'm not very confident considering the last season. Um, uh, maybe with Van Dijk coming back, I, I think I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll see if Liverpool's defense is strong enough to let the forward players attack freely. Then I'll be mm-hmm. considering Salah. Bruno Fernandez definitely, like uh, definitely an essential. Uh, Manchester United has been revolving around that wizard, so uh, I he's someone I did not lose out on last season. I'll not lose out uh, this season. Trent Alexander Arnold gave me um, uh, he gave me like I played triple captain on him the game week in which he oh, scored twenty wow. five points. So he Was gave me double 70, game week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he gave me seventy five points in like uh, one double game week, like Crazy. one game week. 
so and i i like i have always had a strategy of only playing full backs right backs and left backs i didn't play center back at all in my fp mm-hmm. so trent arnold is definitely at the center of that so out of these four i'd say i'll drop out on kane uh, sorry yeah mm-hmm. i'll drop out on kane for now and i'll drop out on salah for now but fernandes and trent arnold are just to counter over here so salah scored a hat trick on the first week last last year so <laughs> And it was yeah, again, yeah, yeah. It was Leeds. against a yeah, it was against a promoted team, and Salah is again playing a promoted team in Norwich. So yeah, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, Salah has a tendency to score on the first game week. Like since the exactly. day he has come into the Premier League, he definitely scores one goal, if not more than that. And apart from that, many people uh, are going to captain him, so his ownership is also very crazy. So yeah, I would suggest that have him at least to start with. So, so that is that is where like I think strategies differ. Like for me, uh, yeah. when I see there there's a player that has been selected by uh, a very large number of people, I don't generally go for it because I've I've very normally seen that differentials make all the difference in FPL. Like I think if you've read there's a scout column called differentials, like the players that have been less bought but bring out the points, those are the players that climb up your ranks. So Salah is like of course Salah is an essential, no doubt in that. But I'll just I'll just wait for him. I'll just wait for him to play. And I can't have all four of them, so yeah. I have to make my choices. Yeah. All right. So now coming to Yashasvi, what are your thoughts? Uh, so you gave the names which are which uh, in the previous year were very very important, but considering all Kane of them, yeah. Tra- yeah, yeah, and uh, considering Kane and his transfer dilemma right now, so I don't think. Kane is an essential right now, but then Bruno mm-hmm. and uh, Salah are template picks. So the thing is, like, if you see the effective ownership of Salah, it has. It, I mean, yesterday I saw it was somewhere around like 130. So <laughs> these people, Salah and Bruno, although they are like premium mids, so they they are they are needed. Like you simply them. It's kind of like missing out these two people, and these two players are like. They, I mean, as uh, Shashwat said, like I mean, it was around Bruno. In a similar manner, if you see, so Salah's contribution over the years has been tremendous in terms of like goals or assists, and uh, since he's on penalties as well, so automatically Salah goes in my team along with Bruno. And just to surprise, like I mean, I have Mane as well, and uh, I had to skip uh, Trent for obvious reasons because. Uh, I am like pretty much packed with my, and uh, this is the thing. Like I mean, Trent is needed, but then if you see like um, with the injury to Robertson recently, so Simicas mm-hmm. is one very option that is coming up, and um, till till yesterday the PSB percentage of uh, Simicas was zero point nine, which rose to twelve point nine or. So he is coming up as a very good differential in terms of like buying for a four point oh. I'll Definitely. be skipping Trent uh, and uh, Kane for now, and once the transfer window is over, we will definitely think about Kane because he is someone who is who is like I mean um, a golden boot contender, and he will definitely you know come up good whether it be for Spurs or for City. But for now, like Euros- at like the start of the season, uh, Salah and Bruno fit in my team. Yeah, you mentioned Semikas. Semikas has been the talk of the town in all the FPL. Uh, podcasts or uh, managers or Instagram, Semikas is now has become uh, the must own for a 4.0 defender coming from a top tier team. 
uh i think yes semikas would make a difference but i don't think that's going to be a long term thing because robertson is going to be ruled out for i think 3 or 4 games so uh if we if people take semikas now uh, they might be forced into a wild card pretty early that's what i think nikhil what's what's your take on the four essentials uh Salah has been in my team forever like the day he has come in he has been in there and not even gone once out for even one single game week uh with Bruno I think from last year he has become a really important character uh to have in your team because I suffered from it I suffered last year because I didn't have Bruno and by the time I had him it was too late yeah because uh, you, you, you you were just not able to keep your hatred for Manchester United aside for a bit <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought because Son was a better option for me. I thought last year because Son was banging goals at the start of the season, and Bruno, you know, Bruno it was a gift which keep uh, kept on giving consistently throughout the season, and Son lost his shine for a while. Right. So that is where I skipped, and that is where my you know rankings went down really. But I'll not do that mistake again, and I have. Uh, Bruno I have Salah and I have Trent in my team as of now and obviously Kane nobody's having because of obvious reasons So yeah I think the premiums are sorted and now let's talk about uh, the good forwards you know uh, the good important forwards which can take important chunk of your money so in that 10 to 8 range we have uh, Vardy right now and we have bamford and i think lukaku is going to come in in the same range if not uh, more than 10 i think may he may be around 11 or 10 what do you think guys lukaku around that guy that price range i feel yeah, lukaku yeah. i guess so i i would agree yeah i guess lukaku would be 11.5 or 11 because he would be uh, in chelsea team and chelsea create a lot of chances so i feel mm-hmm. 11 or 11.5 is the right price for him Yeah, because I remember the time Lukaku left, he was around nine point five. Yes, roughly around that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so definitely he'll be around around ten, ten point five or eleven. So would Lukaku be a good option coming in, uh, transferring from a new team? But you know he has a history with Premier League, so would he be an immediate choice for your team? Would you consider him? Would him not? So I'll uh, take this up. Uh, yeah. So I'll take. Yeah, this up. yeah. Uh, so initially, uh, Lukaku would miss the first game, and if you see Chelsea's mm-hmm. fix, uh, fixtures, the first seven fixtures, the first one is is the easiest one. Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace yeah. at home. But looking further for the next six matches, they play all the top four teams, and the fixtures become very uh, difficult. So initially, I guess uh, we can avoid him because we have Bruno and Salah, and we won't have um, much more funds. Uh, initially mm-hmm. so my thinking is he would become an essential from game week 7 onwards not for the first 6 mm-hmm. weeks so i would rather avoid him and go with bruno and sala over him definitely and i think lukaku's time to shine would be after game week the chelsea's uh, easier games comes in yes. from 7 to 11 i guess 7 to 11 they <laughs> yeah, have yeah, yeah. they have a crazy list of fixtures which is the best i guess for the whole 38 weeks so if you look at that mm-hmm. fixtures so it's amazing so you would need triple chelsea for that period yeah and uh, to- coming from lukaku let's talk about vardy vardy is someone who has been neglected throughout the fpl by 
majority of the people and you know he has punished everyone so would you consider vardy in your team right now or what do you think uh, yashas what what are your thoughts on vardy i probably would be skipping right now then they signed patsy and considering his age uh, although he is but the thing is like i mean uh, money that i have to spend to buy it is 10.5 for vardy right now and uh, mm-hmm. i it would be a plus for me for vardy especially i mean right now it would be pretty i mean i'm not so sure about the lester attack although it's like i mean uh, there's madison there's harvey barnes uh, then these three are already there they are usually playing like two strikers up front so based mm-hmm. on it like i mean uh, considering the price vardy comes up with it's a it's a pass for keep or drop vardy i i would drop vardy uh, i think uh, vardy is at an age and he's at a time where i don't know uh, when would his downfall start so if i have to keep vardy mm-hmm. i will wait and i'll see not I, i won't just keep vardy if he scores a couple of goals i'll see if he gets in form like if he does become a regular scorer for least maybe then i would take on vardy uh, ahead but uh, for the start of the season i'll i'll pass vardy all right sag about your thoughts on vardy uh so my thoughts are quite similar to both of them uh, so what i feel is mm-hmm. bans harvey bans uh, at a much cheaper price uh, 3 million less i guess uh, he's 7 million uh, and yeah. he plays almost at the same uh, the same position as vardy uh, so mm-hmm. if you want to pick up someone from their team uh, bans would be my pick compared to vardy because he's quite costly this time 10.5 mm-hmm. is uh, too much for a uh, for a forward yeah yeah definitely bans so if you have got a choice between bans and uh, who's that guy madison uh, who who both come into the same price range so who would you choose between madison and uh, bans sagar uh so i would pick bans because i haven't seen much of Ma- madison in the pre season to be very honest and uh, mm-hmm. uh, reading on twitter i guess he is moving to arsenal that's what i last saw some uh, some posts and all but i guess i would rather pick bans because he has been a very impressive in the community shield match also with man city he was very unlucky mm-hmm. not to score so bans would be my pick uh if you want to pick one out of two all right definitely now let's talk about the budget attackers you know let's let's talk about the attackers who come within 8 to 6 range a uh, very interesting choice this time this time we are getting is ivan tony who's coming up at 6.5 range and then we have the usual suspects where we have dcl dominic calvert lewin callum wilson and patrick bamford and ollie watkins danny ings antonio so many players so many players we are spoiled for choices and like how how can someone actually decide whom to pick i have like i'll tell you my my side i don't have a striker <laughs> i'm playing without a striker and i'm going all on my midfield because i am so confused on who to choose uh who will we'll start with yashasu what do you think like who who could be the one if you want to who can give the maximum return my pick would be danny ings for now considering uh, the initial phases 
because if you see the fixtures then uh, aston villa have like i mean pretty easier fixtures in comparison to others tony could be a dark horse definitely because uh, we've heard a lot about him so he could be probably the the timo puki or if i say like if i roll back the year so he could be the uh Michi from Michu from Swansea Michu Michu from Swansea from Swansea so this could be the scenario but then like i mean how he comes up and how he copes up with the the intensity of premier league that is yet to be known but definitely my pick would be either antonio or dennings for now dennings 8.0 and uh, uh antonio 7.5 so these two are the ones i'm i'm relying on right now but mm-hmm. uh, dcl is also there then there's one more option which you missed and uh, that is dimari gray he was the one all oh, right uh, yes so he is like a very cheap dif- i mean mid right now but he's playing as a central uh, center forward so he comes mm-hmm. at 5.5 and uh, he could be one of the smart picks probably and uh, if i see the team selected by percent of his so it is pretty low right now but then let's see how everton comes up because everton are everton you know that uh, yeah and lots of their forwards are having a tough time because dcl was injured and richarlison has just came back from the olympics <laughs> so i think uh, the, yo you're right gray could actually make a difference but then these are fixtures in the start uh, we don't know how they're going to perform that's the only point yeah but the I would go for Danings considering they are playing Watford, New Newcastle and uh, Brentford. So mm-hmm. these be like I mean but after that like it's a very tough fixture for them for Aston Villa but then uh, I'm going with Danings right now. Mhm. Uh Sagar whom would you pick if you have to choose one striker from that range who's your choice? Uh so my choice currently is Danny Ings because he's a proven goal scorer a uh, scorer uh so mm-hmm. he I'm looking at the first three fixtures uh, so I already have him I so my I am playing a 3-4-3 formation uh, this season to start with so right. my three strikers currently are Antonio uh, Danny Ings and Tony so that's mm-hmm. the three I'm currently looking at so there's one more Callum Wilson I was looking at but yeah I don't trust Newcastle that much So yeah, yeah the only problem with Newcastle has been that they don't you know they don't know when to score, score and when not to score yeah exactly <laughs> all right so uh, shashwat what do you think um i mean i'm not really very sure about the choice but i think i'll go with uh, antonio from west ham all right uh, because i i think that uh, he was in a pretty good form last season Uh, uh and with lingard going back to united i think the goal sharing will stop and like i i've always liked choosing that one star player from a, a mid table or a bottom table team because mm-hmm. there's a lot of responsibility on them all so if there's anyone who's going to score from west ham it's mostly going to be antonio so but just because you know, of that reason yeah yeah you know antonio has had a real history with injuries uh, he's definitely not available for the whole season I don't think he has ever been from the time I have started playing. Yes, yeah, so, so that that would keep changing. There's no problem in that. Like I I think mm-hmm. uh, for the beginning of the season I'm going with Antonio. Like West Ham is coming with great energy. They've got uh, they've done great last year and so so I'm just banking on Antonio for now. For now as like uh, amongst the list you gave me or else I mm-hmm. think I'll have uh, Callum Wilson uh, 
DCL and Antonio as my three striker. All right. So now the forwards are done. Let's move into the most controversial or the most rewarding uh, area of the field in FPL, um, the midfield. Uh, it's it's packed. It's packed. I can't even take the names because there are so many players with so many potential and so many, you know, proven goal scorers as well. So the one standout that has been on nearly everybody's list is Rafinha from Leeds. Who all have Rafinha in their team right now? I have. Uh, I don't have him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I have. I also don't have him. I had him initially in the first half, but I don't mm-hmm. like his fixtures for the first four fixtures, and I would rather punt on someone else. So I am avoiding him for now. All right. My main fixture, uh, my main pick from that region is uh, Syed Benrama. I think he's gonna have a breakout season this time. He looks very good. He looks very good. Yeah, and because uh, Antonio uh, is also used to doing the little dirty work down the midfield sometimes, so that opens up the space for Ben Rama to run in. And also, uh, with all the pre-season matches that I've seen, uh, he has been really good. So I think yeah, uh, Ben Rama is definitely an option here. And yeah, who else? Very price friendly also. Just six. Yeah, million. he's six. He's six is so Just good. Six. Like once upon a time, six used to look very hard. You know, uh, when Sanchez used to come for like good ten uh, million, I miss the time Sanchez was there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Man City here. Man City rule. Everybody talks about. Do you have anybody from Man City in your team, Shashwat? Uh, at the moment, I don't, and I guess even if I do, I don't think anyone apart from Kevin De Bruyne is for me. I would trust on a Man City squad. Uh, although, if Harry Kane does come in, I think he is. Uh, I think he's going to be very important for Man City this season, and they they're probably going to play Harry Kane every match. So, yeah, yeah. if if Harry Kane comes in, I guess I could consider him. But uh, apart from De Bruyne, no one. <laughs> Just to add, uh, if Harry Kane comes in, I think so. His ownership will be hundred percent because no one will miss miss a Man right. City striker on penalties and playing every minute. So I guess his ownership right. will be like Aguero's. Right, right. Prime Aguero. Prime Aguero. Yeah, and definitely one guy who's making the rounds uh, from uh, Manchester City is uh, Mahrez. Uh, he's been really good, and I think he's the only guy who looks, uh, you know. Fixed for the starting eleven spot as of now. Uh, is he a good option coming in at nine million price range? I do like I, him. Uh, sorry, I, I do like him, but I don't trust Pep to be very honest. So if I'm mm-hmm. not going with Trent, I'll go with Mahrez uh, because he's a very good pick for the first two fixtures, and the second one is at home to Norwich. So we can captain him, but yeah, we can't trust with uh, Pep. So it's nine million is too much to spend on a player uh, who might not start. Yeah, definitely. It's a very big risk. And then another player that comes in who surprised all of us last season is Gundogan. Uh, he has been again terrific into the goals uh, in pre-seasons. Is he an option to get into people's team? I think I had him in my first draft, but not now. Who uh, want to go? Uh, I, yeah. I guess Gundogan became a very primary player after City were missing their striker option. Like he mm-hmm. became, uh, he just came up front. Now with coming uh, with a striker coming back into position, 
with uh, the pep not requiring uh, pseudo strikers or like false nine position players in their squad uh, mm. i genuinely doubt like gundogan will be able to repeat that or like i think the future of manchester city to a lot of extent depends on whether i won't say kane i would just say whether they sign a striker or not it's probably yeah. harry kane but whether they sign a striker or not because that changes things to a, to a huge level like mares as you said so i've always liked mares like he has been very impactful like those people, uh, players who who have a lot of threat on the wing but again like pep won't won't play him and we don't know when he would play him and when he won't play but with bernardo mm. silva going out he is having some space to get in so i think uh, the signing of a manchester city striker dictates a lot about city squad like the next season definitely and also there is a very pocket friendly midfielder who is also world class uh, that's jack grealish mm-hmm. who if we compare it to other people on manchester city's list he's very pocket friendly i don't think that's going to be the case next year <laughs> so it's is this year that we need to capitalize on because sterling and jack grealish are going to uh, give each other a lot of competition this year yeah. what do you think yashaswa oh Jack Grealish, how he copes up with the Manchester squad. Although it was like, I mean, he was a very last year for Arsenal. But right now, if I talk about any any sort of city asset, so that would be Mahrez for because he has a he had a very good pre-season and uh, he had in international duties as well. so my main pick from city would be my main and in fact the only pick from city would be mahrez and two weeks after that i planning to rotate it to like yuming son considering the fixtures of uh, tottenham like they face watford and crystal palace and probably then i will be you know downgrading would should not should not be the right word but then in terms of like fpl prices so definitely like i mean from son i'll be moving to rafinha for the remaining games but if you talk about grealish is a very very builder who on the but then uh, considering the peperule uh, so that's a very mm-hmm. troublesome thing so the only oh. <laughs> important yeah. the only constant in uh, pep's team could be K- uh, kdb when he is uh, when he is fit but initially mm-hmm. like i mean to be on the safer side mares is the one who is uh, in my uh, team Yeah, Man City has always been the headache since Pep has come in, and it's been five years. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to one side of Manchester to another, where a certain left winger has come in called Jadon Sancho, and he is coming in with a very good price of nine point five, very very attractive, but not now, right, guys? Sagar, what do you think? Sancho, yeah. when he would play an important role in FPL? Uh, Sancho, so he's very exciting to be very honest at that bracket. So I was considering him to start. So I guess I'll wait for the press tomorrow. What mm-hmm. uh, what what the manager says. So if he says he's going to start, I think so he will be in my team because mm-hmm. I'm very excited about Sancho being a United fan. So yeah, I'll just wait for tomorrow. So he looks at a very good price, nine point five. We can shift to Mares for game week two, or we can go to Son in game week three. So he's a very good placeholder. for all the mid price um, mids yeah definitely a very burning question this would you replace sancho with bruno because he saves a lot of uh, money you know 
Uh, I was also thinking about that, but I just saw the friendly of last week with Everton, uh, where mm-hmm. Bruno just smashed it. So, oh right. <laughs> so that changed my plan completely. I can't means I can't go without Bruno or Salah. It just mm-hmm. it's very fearing going without them. Yeah, this it's I paid the price last time, so I'm not gonna <laughs> take any risks. Uh, all right, uh, Sancho. We talked about Sancho. Let's let's talk about Chelsea for a bit. Uh, we saw the game yesterday. Uh, Hakim Ziyech, is that right? Ziyech uh, was having a really good preseason, and then he dislocated his shoulder. Uh, he was a very good asset at 7.5, and now we lost him. So, whom do we look in, uh, look in the Chelsea midfield now? Uh, we have Pulisic, we have Havertz, and we have who else do we have who can score? Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Uh, who would you? Pick Shashwat if you've got an option. Okay, so what were the options you gave me? Havertz. Uh, we Mason have Mount? Havertz, yeah. Mason Mount, and Pulisic. Uh, Havertz is at eight point five. Pulisic is at eight, and Mason Mount is at seven point five. Havertz, I think, has found his ground in the Premier League. I think he was not there. Uh, he was not doing very well in the beginning of the season, or uh, even to. Uh, a longer duration of a time but i think towards the end of the season i think howards looked a lot more confident after tukel coming in mm-hmm. i i would go for howards definitely yeah but you know he can occupy a uh, important place in the midfield in your team as well so one really needs to plan for howards i think he couldn't really be the starter up front but uh, you can have mason mount uh i think he'll not start the first game week but he'll be instrumental in the coming game weeks mason mount was a very important player for me in the beginning like i i saw him taking a lot of responsibility i really like those like central attacking players to mm-hmm. get involved in the game to a, a larger extent but um, chelsea has improved a lot as a squad and tuchel has used that squad really well I have a genuine doubt if Mason Mount is going to have the same impact and the same importance that he had uh, during Frank Lampard's time. Uh, I, I doubt that. Uh, if he does get into form, see, I, I have switched playing my FPL uh, concept or my philosophy of playing FPL from deciding on players to just going for numbers. Like I have been considering form, threat, uh, points, numbers for selecting mm. players. So if Mount mm-hmm. really does that. Uh, I guess then Mount will be back in the squad. There's no doubt about that. But I mm-hmm. think Howard is going to stand out for Chelsea this season. I, I I genuinely think so. Yeah, because what I saw from yesterday's match is like Howard's really got into the center forward or the false nine position. Yeah. And uh, Werner coming in as the striker or maybe the winger as sometimes because when Howard switched in, Werner was the winger, and when Howard came back, Werner was the striker. Right. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts, Yashaswa, on Chelsea's midfield? Chelsea's uh, midfield, I would say, like Kai Havertz is the only option to be in the squad. Considering, like, I mean, and uh, for the initial six weeks, like, I mean, considering. So, like, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's a safer option. But then, if given an option, so then it's only. Yeah, but as with yesterday's match, there were no like traditional fullbacks as we call them in FPL, who were in the defenders yeah. bracket playing as a right back. 
So there was Callum Hudson-Odoi who was playing as right back for majority of the game, and if that happens, that is a very big risk for FPL managers. That that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to in, uh, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Continue. I mean, just I was just concluding saying that uh, for in five six game weeks. Uh, we should mm-hmm. avoid Chelsea prospect. Mhm. Definitely. Uh all right, let's uh, let's move on to Liverpool right now. So we talked about Salah. <coughs> let's talk about Mane here. Uh who wants to go with Mane because in my opinion I have never had Mane in my team because I have always had Salah. Uh Sagar, do you think Mane is an equal threat or is he avoidable? I think so. The FPL FPL uh, team should have priced him at around 11. So we would have a choice between Salah and Mane. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. the price is very less uh, to go for uh, to go for Mane over Salah. So the difference is just 0.5. And yeah. I don't think so with penalties and all. Seeing the penalties which we get in Premiership, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Mane would be worth it. Uh, so rather pay 0.5 more to get Salah and get that penalties and a captain option rather than Mane. So that's my opinion. about it definitely and yashasu you mentioned you also had mane and sala both in your squad how does that work for you one of the things is like i mean as everyone knows coming mm-hmm. to mane so he had a pretty bad season in terms of like i mean uh, he used to score although he went on to score like 11 goals in the last season but then uh, the, he was pretty much like out of touch but week मैंने uh but i don't know whether he'll be making uh, getting a lot of play time uh could, could someone has him as a bench option or maybe a rotating what do you think uh, is jota the one to keep or maybe discard him sashwat um i i think I, i'll i'll discard him i think because for the same reason that you're saying Um, okay. I don't know if he'll get any play time or not. Uh, Liverpool has done a fantastic job in signing Jota and Thiago to add that uh, bench depth. I was really uh, like excited for the last season for Liverpool. I thought they'll be doing really well. Things changed, but um, that is the thing. But the other question, the other part of the coin would be uh, if Jota comes in, uh, he is going to score a lot more goals than Firmino. I've I've kept Roberto Firmino throughout seasons and in hope that he'll score sometimes. 
but roberto firmino drops back a lot to give salah and mane that space to come in and score now jota is not that type of a striker he won't do that like if mm-hmm. he gets a lot of game time he he doesn't pass to ronaldo in portugal matches like why would he pass to salah and mane that is what i've seen in jota so, 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 so that's a good point so, yeah so he he i think uh, that Selfish. is on your, yeah so that is i guess he he'll play as an out and out striker jota like he'll uh, if jota comes in as striker he'll also make a dent on the number of goals salah and mane score in a particular season uh, that is the other part of it but in the beginning i think i discard jota i don't know uh, if jurgen klopp has a plan to make uh, make him a proper replacement for fabinho yeah definitely i mean jota is very dubious for me sagar what are your thoughts on jota Uh, so I think so. Jota is going to gonna start the first two matches as Firmino was I think so with Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw a leaked lineup uh, on Twitter. So Jota uh, Jota will start the first match against Norwich. So I was planning to have him. If I don't have Trent, I I might have Jota initially because mm-hmm. uh, he's very explosive. So I can see uh, two goals in him versus Norwich. So I might just go with him to start with. Definitely. Yeah, uh, these are good options. And uh, talking about options, uh, we have very good budget midfielders in uh, Arsenal as of now, who are kind of having a resurgence, kind of a resurgence because it's not on proved yet anything like that. They have Emil Smith Rowe, who has been giving the number ten jersey, who is expected to play a major role this time at coming in at five point five, such a juicy price range. and saka had uh, been given a price uh, hike it's he's gone to 6.5 so if any one of you has a space of that price range and if you got to choose from arsenal who would that be uh, yashaswa uh, esr comes cheap for 5.5 then yeah. saka is also there and uh, considering the resurgence of uh, emil smith rowe So definitely he he goes in my squad because then like I mean there are other people who other players who are like on the costlier side but then ESR makes way surely not right now but like probably mm-hmm. sometime later when we see like I mean how Arsenal um, line up and how they are performing so based on all their fixtures and their uh, form uh, my pick would be yeah Sagar so what do you think. Uh, so I am avoiding Arsenal. So I always avoided Arsenal till uh, Sanchez was there. He was in my team, but after mm-hmm. that, there has been no player of Arsenal in my team because I just don't trust them. Uh, like they might perform versus Man City, but they might lose to uh, Norwich. So I can't trust yeah. any of them. It's not your fault. It. <laughs> <laughs> It's Arsenal after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, but uh, Emil Smith Rowe uh, playing in in the place of Odegaard, who was really instrumental last time, and he also got a lot of play time. Uh, I think he is a juicy pick. Sasha, he's a sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saga, you go on. Yeah, so he's a very good pick. But I guess after game week four, so they play uh, they play Chelsea in game week two and Man City away in game week three. So mm-hmm. I would pick him from game week four onwards, where they have a very good run. Hmm. Yeah. So, Shashwat, what do you think about ESR and Saka? Uh, so, for 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 ESR, Saka, and for players like ESR and Saka, like there's an entire bunch, and I'll say the same thing for them. 
it doesn't matter if you are a juicy player it doesn't matter if you are an impactful player if you don't score goals or you don't give an assist so that is that is what i see as as an fpl manager's perspective that you might be doing great things on the field but if you're not providing assists if you're not scoring goals at the end of the day you're giving me two points so i wouldn't really consider uh, going with That's this ha huh? sorry this was it's a very important point that you made yeah right so so that is what i realized like with a lot of players i realized this with uh, other players also who are very impactful like being considered very important pieces but the thing is that you're involved in a goal you're not giving me an assist or you're not giving me a goal so, so i don't see that you and arsenal doesn't really score a lot of goals so so i and if they do have to score a goal i don't see that coming from uh, smithro or saka i would uh, i guess it would be coming from uh, lacazette or obamiang or someone so i won't consider arsenal player right now yeah definitely <laughs> let's move to the north london rivals i think in their team son is the only option clear option that you can pick out uh, is there anybody else who can actually turn the tables this time round without let's not consider kane as of now uh, is there anybody else whom we can keep an eye on as of now uh, what do you think guys sagar uh so i would go to the old times i think so dele ali might play his way into the team and his price is just 6.5 so mm-hmm. he he is a means people should look out for him from game week 3 and onwards if he's starting and playing is playing in the number 10 role so he mm-hmm. might be very good so he's one of the options in spurs and what about lucas mora what do you think i'm not pretty sure he starts all the matches because i Think so, Kane, Son, and they have signed uh, uh, signed one more striker. So I doubt, very much doubt he will be a, a definite starter. Winger, like, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't think so. He will start all the matches. Yeah, it will take time for him to settle. All right, uh, Yashas, what do you think about Tottenham? Whom can we pick apart from uh, Son? One of the picks would be Doherty. Not right now. Later in the like game week, somewhere around like game week seven, eight. because uh, that i mean he seems to be a, a regular starter for uh, wolves under uh, the new manager and mm-hmm. uh, let's see how transfer window goes for spurs because the thing is like i mean uh, it's it's not clear at all like how they mm-hmm. are planning and uh, what is it what is uh, going to be with harry kane so if harry kane stays then he definitely comes in along with son but then i don't see anyone apart from these two as of now definitely all right guys do you have any other differentials from any other mid table team or other team that you think would make a impact in the coming game weeks i think so we have mm-hmm. covered majorly all the differentials also i guess mm-hmm. all are covered i would say there are there are a lot of potential differentials that are there about whom we don't know yet but i think uh, this is going to be the season where uh, we're going to have a couple of standouts in terms of differentials like we saw michu like we saw uh, pukki coming out so mm-hmm. i think we we uh, there are a couple of potential players who could be differentials as the season begins i guess uh, they will be coming up but difficult to predict right now yeah and there are players like zaha who always performs well but uh, we never still is overlooked him. Yeah, yeah still is overlooked Also, there is Leon Bailey coming in this time uh, from Le- Leverkusen. Uh, 
good option for the start or just let's see what's going on with villa i would wait and watch with villa it means ings would be my first choice uh, i would wait uh, and watch how they line up mhm definitely now let's move on to the defenders defenders uh, we talked definitely all about trent uh now let's talk about the other guys that are available uh, manchester city and defenders are a different game altogether and you can't pick one of any of them uh so we'll skip man city as of now and uh, what do you guys think in this uh, price range of 5 to 6 uh who are the guys who can actually make a difference uh, let's start with sagar Uh, so very easy to pick one. So the first one is Luke Shaw. I guess his ownership in on uh, the site is around fifty-five uh, percent, and coming from Euros and all. Uh, so I guess he's the first one in my team sheet uh, mm-hmm. for defenders. Uh, very attacking plus clean sheet, uh, plus Man United signing Varane. Uh, so our defense is very strong. Yeah. So he would be the first one. and uh, uh, people are also considering lucas dean as an option uh, is 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 it feasible to have him in the team right now because you know everton is a little shaky i had him till last saturday but i saw the right. result and how how they uh, went about it so i i dropped him after that match so i don't trust uh, everton currently so that's the reason Mhm and what about Joao Cancelo I think he's the only guy from Man City that can start I think so he had covid during the, yeah during the euro so he missed euros uh, he should be the one uh, who is going to uh, gonna start for Man City but I guess at that price you would need uh, at 6 million you would need some players who are very sure you are going um, they are going, going to start every match uh, but with City and Pep we can't trust them uh, mm-hmm. to start with so yeah if you if you want to go at that price at 6 million I would rather go Diaz because mm-hmm. he is nailed and he is going to start every match so we are pretty sure about that or John Stones at 5.5 mm-hmm. as Laporte I guess is going to going to some other club so I I guess yeah that would be my choice from City All right uh Yashas so what do you think about defenders in that price range who uh, whom are you pick My first pick is uh, Luke Shaw then there's Lucas Digne then mm-hmm. there's Creswell So these three options are there in my 5.5 range, mm-hmm. and uh, as we already spoke about Semika, so he already fits in. So yes. these are these are the like defenders I'm counting on, mm-hmm. and considering how well Shaw did in Euros, so definitely that's one one major reason why like picking for picking Shaw upfront. Yeah, you know there's one very good attacking and defending option, but the only problem is that he plays for Arsenal. is kiran telni yeah i mean if he would have been even in leicester he would have been my first choice anyway shashwat what are your picks uh my my plan is similar like uh, i can see that with rafael varan coming in uh, our full backs are going to have a lot more a opp- lot of opportunities to run ahead to attack and luke so anyways have, has always been involved as an attacker so Luke Shaw uh, and, and another prospect that I'm looking at is Ben Chilwell. I don't know. I just like that player always. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll see how that goes. But I am considering Chilwell and Shaw. Yeah, problem with Chelsea's defense is like you don't know who's gonna play. 
and i think uh, tokil has a problem with chilwell because he hasn't been playing him a lot right then also, maybe i guess reese james will be coming in uh, then i'll i'll probably i'll go for him then the chelsea's and their wing backs have a real bit of dilemma you know uh, you can't really pick out who's going to start one day and who's going to start not because as we, as i mentioned we saw uh, callum hudson odoi starting as a right back last night right wing back so okay. uh, i think for me i'll probably if i want to have anybody from chelsea i'll have rudiger because he gives a good value for money and uh, he sometimes provides assists as well so I think Rodriguez for me is the pick from Chelsea, and he's sure to start. So that's the main thing we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very good pick from Arsenal. Another player is Ben White coming at a 4.5 definite starter, and they have a good uh, run of fixtures from I think game week three or four. So hmm. I think, yeah, yes, are you mentioning something? Uh, yeah, so he is in my team, so I am playing him. A uh, 4.5 is a very good price for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, he should be very good. I am I am having Tirini in my team right now, but I'm considering changing him for Junior Fepo. Uh, I'm confused. Leeds defender. Yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Because he has been playing really good in the preseason, and uh, Leeds is a team you know who is depended on fullbacks. Because last time round, uh, Alioski, Alioski was this guy. Oh, yeah, he played as uh, the left back and he left. So uh, a fast-flowing defender and he's strong as well and fast enough. So I think Fuyipo could be a very big differential this time round. Uh, all right, uh, now that we have discussed about defenders, uh, let's talk about the goalkeepers. So what, what how do you uh, divide the pricing in your goalkeepers because I sometimes go for maximum that I go is a 5 and a 4 or maybe 4.5 and as of now this time I'm going for a 4.5 and 4 uh how do you guys manage Sashwath uh, from uh, mostly what I do is that the goalkeepers are the last players I pick so it depends on what I have left and what I can afford Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really put in a lot of effort in goalkeepers. Uh, he should be a short starter. That is all I consider. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. How do you pick your goalkeepers? Uh, one of the reasons, one of the aspects that I see is the price and uh, the amount of saves he is going to do. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason. Like, I mean, Martinez came in and uh, he he was like the favorite pick. as goalkeeper last year but not mm-hmm. this year because we have sanchez right now and yeah. uh, that's the thing like one of the aspects as i said the price pool at uh, the price and the second one is the availability of availability and the number of saves that particular goalkeeper is going to do so you keep one uh, goalkeeper itself who will going to be playing all along or you rotate between two uh, rotation is important because uh, if you see like fixtures So based mm-hmm. on fixtures, like I mean, I, I I mean I do the rotation. Okay. Do you consider having any premium goalkeepers in your team ever? Definitely not. Because they yeah. come around like six, so it's either Ederson, Mendy, Allison, or David De Gea. So, but then one of the things, like I mean, this year that has come up is the availability of Henderson. 
they are saying yeah. like i mean henderson might start and uh, because of uh, henderson like i mean that's one prospect we can you know definitely look into yeah de gea and uh, henderson are both priced at 5 million this time so it it could be tricky uh sagar uh, how do you choose your goalkeepers so i go for the cheapest one uh, so what i've noticed over the years is the difference between the uh, goalkeeper who is 6 million and the goalkeeper mm-hmm. who is 4.5 million is just about 10 to 15 points on an average so there's not mm-hmm. a much difference but with that value 1.5 million if we pump that value up in the midfield or in the forward area that's very helpful like for example if you are starting with tony and if you want ings ings is a definite mm-hmm. goal scorer so that 1.5 million helps and the thing with premium goalkeepers is also that they won't get the save points because the defense is very good so at 6 million edison won't be getting any save points but so that's why i prefer a 4.5 goalkeeper and a 4 4 million backup of the same team yeah yeah same same with me as well uh i think we did cover the whole of the fpl in a very very detailed manner uh thank you so much for being a part of this episode uh, sagar geshas shashwat thank you so much for coming on this episode on such a short notice uh thank you so much uh, it was yeah. really a pleasure having you on this uh, episode and hope we'll have more yes Uh, definitely yeah. so thank definitely. you nikhil thank for you, for us. organizing this and yeah thank you yeah, it's a pleasure was all mine yeah so so thanks thanks for calling nikhil and thanks to yasagar and yashash for making a lot of changes in my squad tonight <laughs> yeah i'm so, going directly to fpl to make changes what do you think i arrange this podcast for <laughs> yeah uh, good luck everyone for your uh, game week 1 team and let's yeah. hope like, i mean we all do good over there Yeah, definitely. All the best to everyone and all the listeners. If you're playing for FPL, uh, all the very best. Hours. 24 yes, hours 24 hours left. I know you can make a lot of drafts within 24 hours, but you know that will only be playing with your mind. So stick with one or two maximum. Thank you. <laughs> uh, with that thought, uh, we'll wrap up this episode and we'll definitely bring more FPL content in near future. Uh, thank you guys once again for being a part of this episode and. Uh, for our listeners if you want to be a part of our league uh, the league code will be mentioned down in the description so do check it and uh, i'll see you in the next episode till then wear a mask sanitize your hands and stay safe wherever you are thank you